What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Misfits Tomorrow. And this is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. <laughs> this is a show all about women. Uh, and wrestling. And, and friendship. And friendship. Yes. Friendship is magic. It is very magical. This week, we're talking All Elite Wrestling, a.k.a. AEW, with our guest, the Elite, the, the Elite fan, Sydney. Hi. <laughs> um, we're going to interview Sydney a little bit, talk yes. to her, ask her some questions. But first, if you are joining us for the first time, we are now passing you the digital collection plate. Passing that plate. <laughs> Please either give us five stars on iTunes. We love reading the reviews, by the way, guys. Thank they're, you so much for those. Um, or $3 on co-fi.com slash Sarah the Rebel. Uh, we call it Kofi because uh, give Kofi the uh, championship, give you fucking him, cowards. Give him the give championship, it, you to him. cowards. Um, yes, so go to Kofi. Give us some money. Um, we got a shout out at the end of this episode for three very nice people who donated to us this month. We love you. We love you so much. Sydney. Yes. Hello. Hello. We're so happy to have you on the show. Um, fun fact for the audience, Sydney uh, might be our youngest guest we've ever had on the show, and she is studying to be a veterinarian. Woo. I almost called you a vegetarian because <laughs> that know, is so not true. Words. <laughs> yes, uh, listeners of our last uh, uh, cough-ridden uh, uh, podcast. Episode, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, even though actually wasn't that cough-ridden because I think we moved away every time. Yeah, we, we did. We I think we did it pretty good. Uh, even though we all sounded like we were probably dying. Um, the update is we, we are mostly okay. Yeah, yeah. We live. We live. So, Sydney, when did you fall in love with wrestling? Uh, well, the first ever wrestling I watched was in 2009. And I was with my brother and my brother was uh, with our uncle. And our uncle was like, hey, uh, there's going to be this wrestling pay-per-view on. Uh, I kind of want to watch it, but I don't want to pay for it. So you cool if we watch it at your house? And yeah. my dad was like, sure. So... Uh, we watched SummerSlam 2009, and that was my first ever pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, from there, I always really enjoyed wrestling, but I kind of fell out of it a little bit, mainly just because WWE gets annoying at times. Yes. Mm-hmm. But and then normally when 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 the first time that happened, that was when I discovered Ring of Honor and New Japan, and I watched my first Wrestle Kingdom. And I was like, why have, been, why have I been watching WWE? There's all this really good other wrestling that I can watch. Yep. And then I found the Young Bucks, and I found Kenny, and I found all of these incredible wrestlers that ended up creating All Elite Wrestling, and I just freaking loved them. And I remembered Cody from WWE, and I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, he's actually incredible, <laughs> and I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel like that happens with so many people. So many people. Because of how they're used in the WWE. And I will say, yeah. like, I would give Cody a lot of credit because no matter how many terrible, and I mean terrible gimmicks they gave him, he made them work. Um, Absolutely. So what what stood out to you most about that particular SummerSlam? Like, what was, like, who, what was, like, the, the, the match that you remember the most or the wrestler that you fell in love with immediately? Uh, the wrestler I fell in love with immediately was actually Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, I don't remember what match it was because I was very young at the time. I was only probably 10. Um, and uh, my brother remembers it way more than I do. Uh, but I do remember he was on the show and I just thought, holy crap, he's moving so fast. He's jumping around. He's doing flips. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately connected to him and I thought, 
that was super cool. And then of course, John Cena and Randy Orton were on the show. So, uh, they were hot. So I kind of <laughs> kind of liked them. Yeah. If you're attracted to boulders. Um, so that's, sorry, Listen, that's a joke I, like, I have with another girl. Yeah, no, I, I like a boulder. John Cena. Just a boulder John Cena. I like Randy Orton except his face. Well. Like that's it. I'm down with every other, I put up my hand when he's, when he's on the screen. Um, so I just, I just, I, I don't like him with the hair. That's the only mm, thing. Same with yeah. Cena. I don't like them with the hair. Yeah. 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 It's, it's disconcerting. Um, so <laughs> who is your favorite wrestler? I think I can guess. Favorite but tell me. wrestler. That is really hard. Cause I have a lot that I really like. Mm. Um, I'd have to say it's probably a tie between Kenny Omega and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I like both of those choices. Yeah. I love that Ray is still going. Yeah. Um, and he's, it's incredible. Great. He looks like he's, he's doing the same stuff he did years ago, decades ago. And he's still knocking it out of the part with like Andrade and those freaking matches. Like I was glued to the TV. I was like, this is what I'm watching. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Do you have any favorite female wrestlers? Uh, Sasha. I like Sasha and I like, uh, I also like Alexa. Mm-hmm. She's very good at being bad, and you know, shout out Much to so. Sa- Sasha had her hair in like this, like half up ponytail kind of situation last week, I think it was, and I very much liked it. Mm. And I just want to shout, shout out, out. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to the half up, yeah. To the my to parents the... always say, if I was gonna cosplay a wrestler, the only one I could really do is Bailey because I'm so cute. Oh, <laughs> I uh, I've cosplayed Sasha before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a pink, really. Yeah, I had a pink wig. I did my eye makeup the way she. I was actually pretty proud of how it turned no, it out. It was good. It was good. Um, yeah, I think that was my first, maybe only time I've cosplayed as a wrestler. Because then I started actually wrestling, and that'd be kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. But I wow, might do that that's anyway. pretty sweet. Um, so how did you become, um, a fan of the elite in particular? I know you said you started watching New Japan. Yeah, I started watching New Japan and Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor is where I found the Young Bucks and New Japan was where I found Kenny. And I believe the first match I saw of Kenny's was the, um, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho match. Mm. And I was just like, holy crap, this guy's incredible. I need to find more of his matches. And then I found his freaking trilogy with Okada and I was like, blown away by how incredible both of these men were and i just like immediately fell in love and plus i found out he was a gamer and Mm. i'm a gamer too so that immediately made me like oh my god he's incredible and then the young bucks it was like for them i just thought because i i don't have a lot of tag teams i really connect with like the usos are really good but like i don't I don't like, I'm trying to think of the words. Like, I, think I, I don't understand, really. understand, too. I feel that actually, I think I feel the exact same way about the Usos. They're really good. I don't feel a connection to them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, because like, I feel like they're incredible in the ring. And from what I've heard, they're incredible people. But I just don't really feel that connection like I do with the Young Bucks. And like, I just, I absolutely adored them. And I found, I tried to find every match I could from Ring of Honor with them in it. And, I just fell in love and then I found being the elite and I found out I was 50 episodes behind. I'm like, what am I going to do now? So, so I of, stayed up all night. Right, so speaking of being Man. the elite, can you explain for anyone listening who's never watched being the elite, doesn't even know what it is. Can you explain like what it is and maybe like a, like a bit of the plot, like just why should they watch it kind of? Okay. So basically, first of all, if you're going to watch AEW, you need to watch Being the Elite because all the storylines are going to be built on Being the Elite. 
Uh, so if you're going to watch their wrestling, if you want to know why people are wrestling this way or why this guy apparently can't wear his gear uh, because he's too fat, which I disagree with. Um, <laughs> but um, then that would explain it more. But basically, it used to, it started off as just vlogs from the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega talking about their travel and like, oh, we're going to this city and we're going to go do this show and then we're going to go on. But like as it started growing, more people started joining the show. Like first it was Kenny and they were just the elite. But then uh, Hangman Page came in and then Adam Cole and then because Adam Cole used to be part of it. And this used to be the Bullet Club sort of thing. Mm. So then Marty Skrull came in when Adam Cole left. And then they had this whole thing happen with uh, WWE taking since, you know, Adam Cole went to WWE they said that it was the ghost of Adam Cole uh, <laughs> because he died. That was how they write off characters who leave nice. is they kill them with monster for some reason. I still don't get that. Um, but like, basically they just kind of, they make it into like a story. Like they have them being good guys or bad guys. Sometimes they're bad, but um, basically it's like them just kind of, going through matches like they show some of their matches and stuff and they go through their travel days and stuff and then they just add little bits and pieces of story yeah I've for like s- each of their matches so i've heard that some of our friends have been on there was joey ryan on an episode joey ryan has been on plenty of episodes he was known as the uh i gotta think he was like he was like everyone would cheer for his his dick, his um, dong, yeah. his dong. dong, and uh, Hangman Page was getting jealous, <laughs> and because he was like, "I have the biggest package, not him." Because well, everyone's freaking out on his. I mean, yeah, I thought that was more of a like a violent thing, but it might not be. Yeah, I guess. yeah, we're learning so much. Then, so much, so much about. And Hangman then there Page. was, and then there was a whole thing where Hangman murdered Joey Ryan in Japan. As you do. As you do. And then Stephen Amell was blamed for his murder. I saw that. (laughs) That was definitely a thing I saw. This is so weird for anyone who's never seen it. But then... (laughs) And then a hangman's like trying to make sure nobody knows. Like, I didn't... I I had an alibi. We weren't there. And he has like a split personality now. Does his and is like, his penis haunted? That's what I want. Okay, listen, okay. I'm gonna research that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teasers, teasers. But basically, basically, the way they ended that story was at All In, which I just so happened to be at, mm-hmm. and because Hangman faced another Joey, because he was known as the Joey Killer, he faced Joey Janela. <laughs> and then after he finished that match, the whole place went dark. And then a thing came on the screen that showed Joey Ryan's dead body and then his dong lifted up <laughs> instead of like his arm lifting up. And then dong, dong druids came out. People dressed. Yes, I did like see that. this. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> they came out and then Joey Ryan came back, did, uh, did the the dong flip on Hangman and then they, the the dicks carried him out. <laughs> so Okay, so you know what? Now that you've told me that backstory. Yes. Already, I appreciate that Dick Druids thing mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah. So I apparently need to be watching Being the Elite. Yeah. You do. You do. I feel like that's up there with when um, Randy Orton won that one Survivor Series 
And then the the Undertaker's music started, and he seemed to be the only person that heard it, mm. and he was like oh, flipping yeah. out, right? And then yeah. the, the thing came on and caught on. Like that might be like a second to that, because that's still the best thing ever. <laughs> that's the best. But yeah, like Dong Druids is like that's real strong. That's <laughs> like I, I already like the imagery, but now yeah. knowing like oh, this is your comeuppance for the murder you yeah, committed. Yeah. I only saw them, because t- I only got to see a little bit of All In. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess because I was, you know, trying to search down like different clips and things right. like that. And so like, they're like, yeah, you framed it for a murder. And I was like, murder, what? And so then I went and found <laughs> another clip and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, they're giving Stephen ML stuff to do. Like yes. acting type <laughs> Act- stuff. You're an actor. You're an actor. And us. now you're also a wrestler. Um, <laughs> so what is is the next show that you're going to because it sounds like you go to a lot of shows which is awesome uh i try to um it actually all kind of started a couple years ago um it was i believe it was my 18th birthday um and i went to SummerSlam for my 18th birthday and we had like a really good view and it was so cool and then i graduated from high school and then i was like my parents were like pick wherever you want to go to you can go to australia you can go to england you can go wherever you want i picked new orleans so we could go to wrestlemania (laughs) i mean it's probably as expensive as a trip to australia oh 100 percent. yeah that was yeah um but we had incredible seats like it was insane we went to axis we went to wrestlecon like that was where I first met the Young Bucks and Kenny. I got to meet Sasha. I got to meet Finn. He was so hot. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I got to meet Alexa. I'd like to thank you for continuing our streak of every guest uh, thinks Finn is hot. Like we've yet to have a guest, I believe, that has not. I think my brother thinks Finn is hot. <laughs> yeah, my, my, we just pointed to my boyfriend on the couch. He also thinks Finn is hot. Yeah, like just, um, <laughs> just he is um, just Hot. He's I just don't hot. think he he's just hot. I'm the only one who's yes. like his body is smoking hot. I don't like his fish face. I'm the only one who feels that way. But like, I love him all. Yeah, no, it's fine. Listen, <laughs> listen. He's got a he's got fish <laughs> eyes. I'm not with it. Um, <laughs> you still want to bang Brandy Orton? So I don't know. Only with know. a bag on his head. And I, if you put a bag on Finn's head, I'll maybe do the same. Um, so I've got a weird question for you. Since you're studying to be mm-hmm. a vet. Who is your favorite animal in wrestling? You can take that question however you want. It could be an animal themed person. It could be an actual animal. Leave it up to you. Okay. This is hard because I've seen a lot of wrestlers animals and they're freaking adorable. Uh, But I also know I met Barry the drug free bear and Bernard the business bear. And they'd probably feel pretty hurt if I didn't put them mention them. But honestly, it has to go to Cody's dogs. Freaking Pharaoh. Oh my God, I got to meet him. Oh, Pharaoh is I got a very to pet him. Dog. It's a cute dog. I got so to fluffy. pet him. Yeah, I like a fluff. Oh, and another one Xbox dog. Freaking oh. a Xbox super dog sweet. looks like the personification of what Xbox has done with his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what, but she was so sweet. Very cute, right? Yes. Very cute in that, like, whoa, <laughs> kind of way. Um, <laughs> Now I'm choking as, as repercussions for what I've said. Karma. <laughs> so we're going to move into our main topic, AEW. Um, basically, a quick recap of where AEW came from. Uh, yeah, like a lot of things that we enjoy nowadays, it came out of a spite from a Twitter comment from Pure Dude. spite. Pure spite. Uh, <laughs> so um, a, re- a famous wrestling commentator type dude that you guys know whose name I won't mention 
said that basically Ring of Otter couldn't sell out a 10K uh, show. So Cody was like, oh, word. <laughs> and so he and the Young Bucks basically <laughs> started planning um, this pay-per-view. And it started like in early to, uh, 2017. They were looking for a venue in November 2017. They fronted all the money for it, which is very impressive and also like extre- extremely ballsy. Right. Um, but it worked because they titled it all in and the tickets, uh, the whole thing sold out in under 30 minutes and it only had one official match on the card. Super impressive. Yes. So, um, the rest of the show started, uh, filling out and it became basically the Voltron of, <laughs> uh, indie <laughs> pay-per-views because it just was like, I'll take these guys from Ring Over and I'll take these guys from New Japan. And, and I'll form the head. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so all these top dudes came in. Um, the show w- came out in, sub- it was, you know, aired in September 2018 and basically universally loved. I didn't hear a single person say that it wasn't a good show. Um, and then after that, like, I remember when, you know, back when it was starting, I was like, oh shit, like this is, Cody's doing some stuff here mm-hmm. and I'm, and I, wondered if this was if he was coming for that crown mm-hmm. and he in, indeed was he is coming indeed for that crown. heading heading that direction so um he joined up with the jacksonville jaguars owners uh, tony and shahid khan and uh they formally announced uh in january of uh, the, the 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 formation yeah the formation of AEW, the title and their first pay-per-view double or nothing double or nothing may 25th which sold out in four minutes under four minutes yes um, you know, uh, my favorite thing out of that, and I blame Shaka Khan for this, is Tony and Shahid Khan sounds like something I want to say every yeah. few minutes. Shaka Khan. Tony, Tony, Tony Khan. Tony, Tony Khan. Tony Khan, let me wreck it. Let me wreck it, Tony Khan. Let me wreck it. It's all I want to do. Okay, sorry, distracted. So um, for anyone who's been living under a rock, they've been announcing various people joining the roster bit by bit by bit. And, you know, we and other people all express concerns like kind of saying, you know, I hope they I hope they have women. I mm-hmm. hope they have more women. I hope they have people of color. I hope they have LGBT wrestlers. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's pretty clear that Cody and the Young Bucks have and Brandy as well have their pulse on what the Internet wants to see mm-hmm. um, because they've kind of addressed every time we've said something like that. They have been like, don't worry. Yeah. And then they have indeed presented someone who kind of fits that need. They've got people from the WWE, like Chris Jericho. They've got other indie superstars like Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Britt Baker and Penelope Ford, Aja Kong. Um, just, a, just a bunch of people who um, kind of fit various niches of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're done. No. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's probably another... I don't know, 10 names maybe that they might have. I'm not sure what their format's going to be is one of the things. Um, Listen, if you guys are listening, it should be SCU versus uh, Two Butchers and a Blade. That's what I'm going to point out there. Okay, anyway, sorry, <laughs> continuing. Yes. Um, yeah, I, but I think it's a, it's really impressive. I think the fact that they got Chris Jericho was really the um, they're not fucking around announcement. Like it was like, no, we're coming for that next. Like, right. like for really reals. <laughs> for um, really, really reals. For reals, and for I think reals. I felt the same way about Kenny Omega. To be same, honest, same. Um, it was pretty surprising that they did indeed manage to convince him to to throw it in, um, as well as the Lucha Brothers, Penta and and Phoenix. Like, I'm pretty sure um, they had to work out some kind of crazy deal for that because Impact knows how what they have basically, yeah. um, and I think they're probably the most uh, at, at least Penta is. M- potentially the most over indie wrestler right now 
Yeah, he's um, super up there. And yeah. like Pac to the, you know, the wrestler from right. known as Neville. Yes. Who was Another past super WWE, over yes. and then disappeared. And everyone was like, what the hell? And now he's here. And everybody's still that. I feel like when a wrestler that is at a peak disappears off of the WWE, that never goes away almost. Like it still stays real high mm-hmm. because people are like, well, what happened to him? Where did he right. go? Why isn't he here? Da, 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 da. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting when that carries over. And he's so good as a heel. So good. So like he is mesmerizing. You want to see what this gremlin king <laughs> is going to do and say next. Did we say orc? Was he more orc? of an orc? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This this orc. He's- um, I don't know. I've never heard his name said out loud, so I'm not sure if he's Sunny Kiss or Sony Kiss. Is it Sunny Kiss? Sunny Kiss. Sunny. Yeah. Sunny Kiss um, is fabulous. That's all I know. Yeah. I I before he was announced on the uh, on the on the roster, I just saw a gif go by, and I was mm-hmm. like, I love him, and I immediately followed him. Yes. Um, I love everything. I've seen him. clips from Lucha Underground, but at that point in time, Lucha Underground was that season was not on Netflix and yes. may never ever ever be on Netflix so uh, no. here I am um but he's another one to watch out for incredibly athletic uh who uh, uh, uh to you stood out um besides you know like your your, your boy Kenny uh who who are the uh, the real like real quick uh this just came in through, through my headset um Sunny Kiss is apparently a very big Limp Biscuit fan enthusiast uh, uh, a biz influ- uh-huh. a, a biz kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. biz- I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Listen, everybody likes something terrible. And Sydney, who on the roster are you like most excited about? Let's let's pull off yeah, the young bucks ta- and Kenny Omega, and though. we're gonna stop talking about Limp Bizkit <laughs> as well. Biz- <laughs> Let me just change the topic. Um. So obviously, I'm super happy Kenny's there, and I'm super happy that. All of the elite is there, except for, of course, Marty, but he'll be there soon. Uh, um, But honestly, um, one of the other things I wanted to mention is the fact that currently they have a schedule where they release a BTE, a Being the Elite, with on Mondays. And they have like their storylines as well as an announcement or two. And like just recently, the newest Being the Elite announced their next show Mm. in Jacksonville. Uh, July 13th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then they also have another show on Cody's specific channel called Road to Double or Nothing. And that's usually where they've been having their announcement of talent and other partnerships. And recently they announced B Priestley. Yes, mm. I saw that. And I'm very excited to see her there because I freaking love her wrestling. Yeah, she's pretty dope. Um, I'm also excited to see um, Kylie Ray because um, I, I do enjoy her her character work a lot as well. Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely yeah. And the fact that they got like Aja Kong, like I'm I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to handle. I mean, it's already different in terms of like looks and presentation of the women that they have. Right. You know what I mean? They have a trans woman. They have a big woman. They have women of all different shapes, sizes. And they're not all, I mean, WWE improved in that they're not all, they're, not everybody has the same look like they used to, but everybody has a certain polish that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think works for everybody in terms of their character work. So mm-hmm. I'll, it'll be interesting to see how AEW 
like it seems like they're focusing a lot on character. So if yeah. you don't want to wear makeup and that's your character, that's fine. If you want to like take a big black handprint or like a red handprint and put it on your face, like it's princess Mononoke or some shit, then they'll probably be okay with that, right. but we'll see. But I'm just really interested in seeing how that works out. Definitely. And, and what a women's division looks like when it's not run by a man who has a thing for blondes. Hmm. <laughs> you mean a company run by a man who married a black woman? Yes, I do. Tamara. What? Indeed. I do. Um, I'll tell you another thing that I was excited to see. Um, so rest in peace to Luke Perry, of course, who passed away of a stroke. But his son um, is joining the AEW roster, and he's somebody that I've trained with a few times at the Luchas class over at Santino Bros. Really? Yep. And um, he's, man, that boy could do the flippies. I'll tell you that. Um, so I'm really excited to see kind of where he goes, I could really picture him as a baby face catching fire as like the new guy there, you know? Yeah. I've only seen a little bit of him. Um, and he does have a lot of potential. I we'll, we'll see how it gets used. And I also, from a bigger, like even just the women, but like also from a grander standpoint, I think one of the things that the WWE has lost in general also is, I mean, it worked like having clear good guys and clear bad guys mm -hmm. and only a couple of in-betweeners because I feel like with everybody in a gray area it muddles your storytelling ability. And like from week to week, like somebody will show up and I'll be like, I don't even know. Like is Braun Strowman a fake? Right. A I say that all the time. Tell me who am I supposed to be cheering for? Yeah, exactly. And they don't it doesn't the commentary doesn't help because it's very right. confusing. So it'd be great <laughs> because it seems like they're already in a spot where they're very clear with who's who's where at any given point in time. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out on a bigger. Yeah. MJF. That's somebody I met because um, my boyfriend wrestled him at Peter and Ray Rosa's birthday or something like that. Um, and he P.S. I just want to put this out there. MJF has a really big crush on my boyfriend. So shout out to um, him having a crush. Um, but anyway, I hate him. I hate him with all my heart. And not because I he has a crush him. on my boyfriend, because he is a heel mm. and he says things that make me want to slap him in the mouth and he had an ugly Burlington coat looking scarf <laughs> and I was angry I hate about him so that. much I love him yeah. was it an affinity scarf it was an offensive scarf I don't know affinity <laughs> I was offended you were it was an offended no hands? it was the scarf with the tassels on the end oh, it was just hideous oh. it looked uncomfortable I heard he got a new one but still I'll never let go <laughs> you have a I have a great story about him what's oh. your story yes yeah, good uh, so, uh, when we went to all in, um, my brother runs, uh, my brother's part of a podcast as well. Um, and I kind of quote unquote manage it. Mm -hmm. I really just make connections and help them out. But, um, I was able to get them. To me. Yeah, Don't downplay that's, yourself. Yeah. That's managing. Yeah, true, true. Um, grab your power but, uh, with both hands. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we basically, cause they had that that whole star cast event that made kind of all in weekend, like a big, like an event more mm -hmm. like more than just one day. It's multiple days now. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were on their podcast row and we were doing like this podcast movement uh, table where we were just doing our show live there. And we're, we're sitting there doing the show. I had just met the golden lover. So I was in a very good mood <laughs> and, and I look over to my, I look over to my right and I see MJF just sitting there drinking coffee, watching us. And I go, well, there's MJF. And then my brother's like, Hey man, how's it going? And he's like, you just going to stand there and stare at me or, and then he started walking towards it. My brother goes, okay, drops his headset and sits on the corner and lets MJF take his chair. And then MJF just berates the other co-host. 
I sit there pretty. He says nothing about me. And he just totally, like, he crapped on our podcast. He crapped on the other co-host. And it was fantastic. And and that then sounds like a very MJF thing to do. And then afterwards, he went up, he he was, like, asking people, he was, like, saying, like, I want a banana. And he went up to my, my brother's co-host and said, you're getting me a banana. He goes, well, I'm getting you a banana. Waits in line, gets a banana, gives him the banana. MJF looks at the banana and looks back at the co-host, says, kill yourself, and walks away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See why I hate him, audience? Yeah, no, it's that's, that's solid, uh, solid ability. Solid work, yeah. yes. He's working at you. We love him now because yeah. it's just so funny. I don't, you know... I guess friendly hazing of podcast people are. Oh, Listen, he put himself over. He this, did. He was like, true. "I'm getting on this podcast." Yeah, right? <laughs> Plus, he helped us because we're we're a pretty small podcast, so it's pretty awesome right? that we got him yeah, on. So right, definitely, it was all mm-hmm. a happy ending, and somebody got a banana. Um, yep, someone got. He got a Chad got a banana. <laughs> Chad. Shout out to Chad. <laughs> Whoop, Chad. <laughs> um, you can say the name. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, pinned a pro wrestling podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes. It's even on. We're even on Twitter. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, <laughs> so I want to talk about one person on um, the roster who people might not know about: Brandon Cutler. Um, uh huh. He's apparently been doing backstage stuff this whole time, which on Being the Elite, which of course I didn't know because I wasn't watching Being the Elite. Um, but I know him through Championship Wrestling from Hollywood where he's known as uh, one of the guys who was with the original PWG. Um, him and his brother were like really amazing, awesome athletes. And then I don't know if there's an injury or something happened. They stopped wrestling. Um, but then now he's back. And it's just really funny because he's kind of a soft-spoken guy and his gimmick appears to be D&D. Um, and then he just like <laughs> flies through the air and does like these amazing um, diamond cutlers, I think he calls them. Yes, the diamond um, yeah. Yeah, and so he's he's definitely one to watch as somebody that I think people are going to be surprised by because I see a lot of complaints whenever they announce somebody new. So many people on Twitter are like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who that lady is. You, you're never going to be good if you're signing up. Just complaints. Um, Matt Jackson did that recently. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's just like, um, maybe shut the hell up and enjoy some good product that's coming your way, homies. Yeah, yeah maybe. And I'm just saying, maybe Cody knows what he's doing. I don't know. I mean, like, like, it's, like some criticism is fair, right? Sure, to bring up absolutely. the criticisms of like a wrestling fan, like what we want from shows, the environment that we want shows to have, the types of wrestlers that we want to see. Like, yes, it's, that's all like valid, like kind of criticism. But just to be like, I don't know this. I personally do not know this name. And therefore, this is a bad choice. Yeah. And my favorite thing is that you make that comment on a repository of the earth's knowledge. Yes, you could have Googled it. Yeah, in the time it took for you to tweet and complain, you could have Googled a motherfucker and watched, you know, at least three minutes of the their actual wrestling. Right, and, and what wrestling fans seem to forget is there's such a, like, rainbow of different levels of wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are only watching WWE and have heard of the elite and mostly because of the bullet club shirts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there are mm-hmm. people who know every indie person. So when I see someone be like, who the hell's be priestly? I've never heard. Of. And I'm like, how have you never heard of her? And then I have to pull myself back too and be like, because there's all level of fans, mm-hmm. but also like they should remember that and remember that they're, 
there are people who have heard of that person you're just deciding to disrespect out of nowhere mm-hmm. and say is a bootleg this or looks like this person. Like, I don't know. I just wish wrestling fans wouldn't. Like, Stop there being are, dicks? Yeah. Like there are valid criticisms and then there's this shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, being in a nerd space my entire life, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I had to unlearn mm-hmm. because it's the, it is the nature of the space when you first enter it. Right. So mm-hmm. like, Somebody can like a thing and you could just let them like it. Yes. And you don't have to Kool-Aid man your way into their mentions and be like, this is garbage. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. And for the most Are you sure part, I can do that. And that was a thing that I wasn't doing it a lot, but I did it sometimes when I felt really strongly about something. And then I was like, wait a minute, why am I even doing this? And it's because everybody was doing that to me. And that's the learned behavior that you have, right. that this is how nerds act. So cut it the fuck out is what I'm saying. Um, and I won't do that for the most part to anyone except for about Man of Steel. <laughs> the, one, the one exception the one exception uh, yeah and it's same like I had to unlearn that behavior too of being like you don't know this thing yeah. because I was like how much do I hate that when people do that to me yeah I it, hate it it's like this, it's a gross absorption of like just weird like right. gross shit that you don't want to do and you don't and you hate when people do but you find your it's like it's a uh, it's self-defense in a way yeah. it's like nerd self-defense in a way, you know mm-hmm. now kind of going off that it's a slight tangent yes I can't remember who asked it. A wrestler asked on, um, I think it was Effie, maybe, uh, on Twitter, like, what wrestling fans, what would you like to see? Or or what things, like, bother you the most in wrestling shows? I did see that tweet. <clears throat> and it was interesting to me that the majority of the responses were about other fans, mm-hmm. which is something that we kind of can't control, right? Unless we yeah. get, like, I don't know if y'all's churches had this. My church had a cry box. And that's where crying babies were sent so that they could still absorb the word of God, but cry in peace. Yes, yes. Um, And I'm like, that would be like the only solution I could possibly think of for the issue with wrestling fans is like, we need a a, a cry box, Mm -hmm. a soundproof area where like the most vocal asshole-ish fans can go sit and scream to their heart's content and let the rest of us enjoy the show. Like, I don't know how you can possibly solve that, you know? I did see... um there was a conversation that Cody was having with someone about making sure the, the space was in, not just inclusive, but there was specific, there was a specific statement from AEW about it this might is have inclusive been Darrell space. Who said, who was, he was talking about? I know. Maybe. Who, yeah. I know you're talking about I can't that. remember. Yeah. Who, I can't remember who the conversation was with, but that, that right. it might be that person. And so I think that's a hundred percent fair and accurate and that's it's kind of like the cosplay is not consent sign right it's basically saying this is clear this is behavior we know exists and and you will not do that here right and i like that cody at first was like you know it seemed like he wasn't so much arguing that he shouldn't but kind of saying like do we need to do this and then like took the feedback and then they they pretty much did yeah um so i thought that was very important that they made a first statement and it wasn't enough Mm -hmm. and they listened to that from the fans and then they made a better statement i feel so that's Mm -hmm. all this to me is like good signs yeah for sure signs and vibes because we're not allowed to clothesline other um fans so right it's (laughs) it's frowned upon it is lord you know all i want in a wrestling show i want guaranteed that there are seats Mm -hmm. that's all i want i'm very small i can't see Mm-hmm. Just let me be same. <laughs> I am six feet tall and can see over all of you. You can just tell me what's happening. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not saying that to Laura. I'm just saying. Like, I think we need to crowdfund. You know, those bleachers that fold. Oh, yeah. You put again? I think we need to crowdfund like a bleacher for every indie show. Yeah. 
An agent to show gets one bleachers that can live on the wall. But if you come to a show with me and you are short, I will I will navigate you to a space where you can see and I will make sure no one comes and stand in front of you. Thanks, Tamara. That's really dope of yeah. you. I take care of all my little friendlings. <laughs> my little friendlings. Um, so- I am an ent. All my friends are friends. <laughs> uh, so what are our hopes for the promotion? Cindy, let's start with you. What do you hope to get out of AEW? First of all, I'm hoping it lives up to all of my expectations, which I'm almost positive it will. I want it to be the same sort of environment that All In was, where everybody was so happy to be there and every every seat was filled with actual fans who were there to see it and weren't just empty seats because scalpers bought it. Mm. And like I just and I want all of the roster to get enough attention so that we can learn from all of them, just how incredible and how much these are good choices. And also I want them to actually be able to change the wrestling world. And so far it's looking incredible, especially with their recent announcement of partnering with culture city and the fact that they're making it so that it's a sensory inclusive event. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible for me. I have, a little cousin who current who who has a down syndrome and he has a lot of problems with loud noises uh so even though he's never watched wrestling in his life it's nice to know that they're doing stuff for people who love wrestling but can't have the ability to see those shows without having something flare up in them and this fact like having noise canceling headphones and all that stuff and just more stuff like this that actually changes how people look at the wrestling world and how more people are able to watch and how it just it just gets better and that's really all i want is i want this wrestling world to get better and i want other companies to see this and be like yes we need to do this too so that we look good too it's the same reason why I'm glad that they started this because now WWE is giving their tag team division a freaking overhaul. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much better than it used to be just like a few months ago. It's true. Um, like Cody said originally, like more competition makes everything better. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You can't. You probably uh, said it better than that. Yeah, probably. But it's okay. He's fine. Um, You're fine. Everybody's <laughs> fine. It's good. Uh, my hopes are, I mean, it's already kind of doing that that shift just by existing. But I think my two things are um, good storytelling consistently and um, a fair treatment of their women wrestlers. Those are like my two Absolutely. big things. And, or, and just being, and also being as, continuing to be as inclusive as they've already already shown themselves to be. Um, <clears throat> you know, for for storytelling, you know, you don't have to have a title in the mix for you to tell a good story. Right. In fact, you can't have a title in the mix to tell a good story every time because there's only so many titles and you have so many wrestlers. Right. So the fact that, you know, WWE can't seem to tell more than two good stories at one time <laughs> uh, is very frustrating to me. And they tell them forever. Yes. It's like, oh, the story was real fun. Uh, but why is it going on for six months? It's been six now? months. I just want to know: Will she steal her husband? Baron Corbin and <laughs> Braun Strowman have been going on for like a year and a half. It's something nobody asked for, and yet no still one. here we are. None of us asked for this. Anyway, uh, digression. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my biggest thing, and also, um, 
I just really want Cody to keep wearing a nicer. Like, I, I want him to up his suit game. His tailor suit game is real that solid. Suit. It's normally that good, but he got those new suits and they were not tailored to no, him. No, up that game, honey. Yeah, I didn't. I've never been attracted to Cody. I've, you know, like he's good wrestler, cool, whatever. But like, I saw him in person in a tailored suit, and I made him laugh. And I was like, that was the highlight of my life because <laughs> that tailored ass motherfucking suit. Uh, my boyfriend came and got me at one point. Was like, did you come out here to look at Cody? And I actually hadn't, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm here, yes. <laughs> Good point. Yes, I have. Um, Even so, with that terrible blonde hair. Yeah, his hair was like bronze at that time, yeah. like a really weird color. And I was it, like, this is not a natural color it, to see on a human yeah that transition from that like super white that is very hard to get right when you have very dark hair mm-hmm. yeah um, it was like in one of those between phases and i was just like staring but i like, like that soup this is weird but i like it um i hope to see more women of color um even more you yes. know the, right now they have a good range mm-hmm. of different races but like let's let's tack it in let's pack it up pack it in you know what i'm saying let's get all these people up in there all the bones. um I want to see a lot more women on the card in general. And to that point, I do think what we're seeing now is a result of now it's a lot easier to understand why the WWE um, gobbles up talent the way that it does, because getting all those women from the Mae Young classic and getting all those women into NXT and then not using them. We all say as fans, we're like, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, now we can kind of see why, because it made it very hard for AEW to actually pick up some of the best women mm-hmm. wrestlers in the world um, because their options are severely limited. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're kind of getting to finally see uh, like a curtain pulled back of like, why would you do this? Well, this is why. Um, because we're dicks. And there may be more women who, as their <laughs> contracts come up in like impact or ring of honor, mm-hmm. we'll see um, joining AEW. So I'm excited for it. And I just, I want to see a ton of women and I know that it's harder because there are less women wrestlers than male wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And those women wrestlers who are good enough to rise to the top tend to get snatched up. Yeah. I would say by the second pay-per-view, that's when we'll really kind of start seeing what's going on. Cause that's like what, six months away. Right. And um, also to, to, I forgot to bring this up earlier, Lucha Underground. Oh yeah. You absolutely. know, they have those contracts that they're, they're not making another season, but they apparently have contracts that are prohibiting them from doing certain things. Mm. Potentially joining AEW seems to be one of those things. Uh, just from context clues of various stuff with different wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I won't put their business out there, but it, it seems like that may be holding several wrestlers back from getting to do anything with AEW. So um, hopefully that can get resolved with lawyers. Well, well, technically, they uh, AEW announced that they have a partnership with AAA and AAA owns Lucha Underground. Uh-huh. So I don't and I think that's how they got Pentagon and Phoenix and I also think it's how they're probably going to end up getting Joey Ryan in the future. But it just not well, everybody had the same contract. Yeah, I was going to say that like, was the problem. Very, very true. Very yeah. true. And I and I also feel like the the overall treatment of women wrestlers is like probably equal to how they treated male wrestlers in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think their contracts and their, you know, and I don't think they're being treated as well as they should be treated right now. Yeah. um, And that's a problem with women across every field. So one thing, if you are a woman listening, ask male colleagues how much they get paid or how much they charge for certain fees. You will be shocked 
and then you need to start asking for that amount yes. of money. We are all <laughs> under asking. Whenever you feel slightly uncomfortable, like, oh, is this too high? And no, that, that's what you should be asking for. Let them negotiate you down, girls. Yeah, over, over, overshoot it. Yeah. Because some mediocre motherfucker is going to come out behind you and be like, yes, I'm... Uh, uh, Chad B. Chinley and I, have I am no very confident, but I'm very confident. Yeah, let me be your vice president, and some dork is going to be like, "Okay, this man's got vice president written all over him because he, <laughs> because he literally wrote vice president on his hand oh, with wrote, a sharpie. He wrote it all over him. I meant that literally. Um, so thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Sydney, for coming on. It was so nice to have you. Um, Absolutely, it was great being on. Yes, whoop, whoop. glad it all worked out. Um, we will be back in two weeks. We're talking with special guest Carrie about uh, appropriate and inappropriate fan interactions in the world of wrestling. Oh, that's going to be a cracker. It's going to be a fun one, folks. Um, and now shout out to Christian Lukens, Don Ryan 21 and Amelia E for the Kofi donations. We love you. We love you so much. Um, also, for anyone who hasn't noticed, we've started posting articles on Nerdy But Flirty and all, uh, all Girl Geek and Gaming website. Give them a follow and check out this new space to get your Tamara and Sarah fix. Um, mm -hmm. We have a really great article that Tamara put out um, showcasing black women wrestlers in history. Mm -hmm. um, I found a clip back from 1930s, y'all. Yes. In France. Yes. It's a brown face just for a hot second. But yes. it's there. But it's there. So it's something I think is important for everyone to see personally because we tend to believe that black women sprung up in the 80s for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's important to go back and see that black women were always a part of pro wrestling world. Um, and you might be surprised at some of the moves that some of these women are doing in the videos. Um, so yeah, so check those out. We're, we're going to have more articles pretty much every other week. Uh, also Errol Monroe retweeted that article. Yeah, I, I, I retweeted it, but I couldn't say anything for like two or three days because my heart grew so warm. Beautiful. So warm. Aaron Monroe is the shit. Yes. Uh, shout out to allgames.com, our parent site. You can find us on Twitter at Women Wrestling F. <laughs> and promote the heck out of us if you like what you heard. Uh, Sydney, where can people find you? Feel free to promote anything you would like to. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at SAZoomer4. Like I said, you can find uh, the podca our podcast at Pinned Podcast. And you can also find that on Spotify, iTunes, just and just uh, pretty much anything you can listen to podcasts on. You can just look up Pinned Podcast, and we should be there. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that's basically it because I have an Instagram, but I never use it. Good times. I use mine very <laughs> sparingly, but you can find me on that Instagram. And also on the Twitter at Misfits Tomorrow. And I'm Sarah the Rebel. Sarah's an H is God in the Bible intended. Oh. Um, and yeah, follow us and be our friends and donate to that Ko-Fi if you want to keep us riding. We like you. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.